Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. Happy October to you. <laughs> oh, shit. It's Allison Goodman, everybody. This is the Lost in Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. My name is Alon, and I'm joined by your friend and mine, Allison Goodman. Hey. You came back. I did. I came back. You, is it shocking? It's not. No, you said you chained yourself <laughs> to the chair last week, so it's only <laughs> fair that you... You came back with the chair. You somehow managed to bike over here with the chair on your person. I wish. That would have been really cool. That would make me somebody, but... Um, it would be more performance art for you. It would be more performance art for me. <laughs> so, uh, Maybe next time. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you are going to continue being here. I, I'm pretty confident that we're going to be hearing more from you. So uh, while Jimmy cannot make it this week, uh, you have been kind enough to donate your free time. For those who missed the episode with Allison, you can... Listen to it on our Podomatic page. That's lostandrewound.podomatic.com. And you are joining us for the first time. Thank you for joining us. And if you want to contribute any of your own audio to the show, feel free to shoot us all an email. Lostandrewound at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We had a good time last time. We were drinking wine in the studio. We had too. wine. <laughs> and then I biked to work. But For real? Yeah. Did how you, to go to work. Did you tell your friends about the show? I did. Well, they were like, "Why then, did you drink wine?" They were the, my coworkers. Friends is is strong. No, I'm kidding. Sure. Um, no, no. Uh, they did. I think I listened to Frank Ocean, and I have like one of those armbands for when I run. So I had like Frank Ocean playing, and I was like on my bike, two glasses deep. I was like, "Yeah, nice." Good, <laughs> nice. good, good way to ring in the Jewish New Year. <laughs> I, I I fasted last weekend and was kind of a little bit of a hot mess, but uh, now I am ready to take on the fourth quarter with reckless abandon. Yes. And it's also Halloween month, too, which means that it is. jovial behaviors are about to go down. We have uh, no time to delay. We have a guest. Let us get started. For the past decade, Ben Berlin has made his mark in the world of digital video production, working with such brands as MTV News, Popular Mechanics, and Logo. His work ranges from documentary to scripted comedy, all with socially responsible and politically charged content through and through. He also happens to be my neighbor, and he obliged to be on this show. So, welcome, Mr. Ben Berlin. Oh, thank you very much. That was the nicest intro I feel like I've ever gotten in my I, entire life. You know, as Jimmy says, I like to fluff pillows. You keep you, you know, nice and hospitable here in the <gasps> studio. I'm nervous mm. now, really, though. Why are you nervous? Because I, I mean, I feel like our next... pillows are being fluffed. Is yeah. Mm. I don't know why these mics make me feel like, ooh, guys, let's get sensual. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. So this is your first time being a guest on a radio show, but you have produced radio before. no i've never produced radio didn't you say you produced um a podcast to me on the way here no a web series you produced a web series yeah but the, not a podcast not a podcast no, i've never done a podcast ever oh my god never break, produced break, it I'm we just, gotta i'm a podcast yes. baby i don't know break out the air horn right here <laughs> well, i have that i have that on my app on my phone you have that too <laughs> 
<laughs> Very fun to bring to parties. Yes. Do you make is that your entrance? That's my entrance every time. <laughs> we'll go to an art gallery. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I go to you know. I go to synagogue. Awake. Awake. What kind of stuff were you involved in in college? You were only doing video kind of stuff. You were never really involved in audio. Yeah, it was all video. We like barely had a video department. I mean, we had film studies. I remember I had this woman who was from New York and she was really hip, but she had no idea how to teach anything. And so she just taught us video editing on Final Cut. And that was about it. Where'd you go to college? Uh, I went to Oberlin College. Oh, nice. Yep. Home of girls. Those are all very accurately written. Those characters and girls. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're looking at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched recently, but I've watched a couple of seasons. Yeah. The Oberlin contingent is very strong here in New York, actually. It seems like a ton of folks flock over to New York City from Oberlin. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very weird because everyone's like, why did you go to a liberal arts college in the middle of nowhere or in the Midwest? Sorry, I don't mean to call the rest of America the middle of nowhere. (laughs) That's really (laughs) shitty. To everyone out there, where you live is the middle of nowhere. But they're like, why did you fly so far away from where you live? Everyone from Oberlin's from like L.A., New York, Boston. They all flock there because it's like super liberal. has a great conservatory. It's like number two in the country, mm-hmm. I think. Oh. Yeah. Where did you come from? Uh, I'm from outside Boston. Okay. From Newton, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Home to the Fig Newton. Nice. Oh, that is okay. a fact. <gasps> Interesting. Yeah, named after Newton, Massachusetts. And were you a big fan of fake Newtons as a child, or did you lose the interest in having them as oh. your dessert very mm, quickly? Important question. Yeah. No, people actually, even in Newton, nobody knows that it's that's a fact. Oh. Like, I've told that to friends of mine, like, now, and nobody has any idea. Well, you can't really get away with living in Woodstock and not knowing that the festival was supposed yeah. to be there, and it wasn't. <laughs> 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 Origin stories, important. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Newton's like a nice, it's a nice little spot. Like a lot of like random famous people have been, like uh, Louis C.K. is from there. Mm-hmm. Matt LeBlanc is from there. Okay. Oh. Uh, John Krasinski is from there. Weird, really? It's really weird, yeah. That's so strange. How big is a small town? Uh, No, it's like a t- it's like technically a city, I think. It's okay. right outside Boston. Okay, okay. Rachel Platten is from there, actually. She, she wrote that song, Fight Song. Do you know that song? No. This is my fight song. My right yep. Song. Oh, okay. I do not that song. I do not that You sound song. exactly like Rachel Platten. It's great. Uh-huh. It's great. I like to think that uh, I am the second coming. Yeah. So you were growing up in Massachusetts, and clearly the access to so many different liberal arts educations were at your disposal. You're surrounded by liberal arts education. So what better opportunity yes. than to go to effectively Bumblefuck, yeah. Ohio? Yeah. Fuck these guys. I'm going to Oberlin. I don't yes. know. That's... That's how I felt. But, but you got involved in video production there. What made you get involved in video production? What was interesting in, in that you wanted to pursue it as a career? Ooh, that's a good question. I did not even come prepared to like answer that question. I don't know. I just liked making videos. Like I liked the idea of just like, oh, I can shoot this thing and then I can put it into a computer and then I can make it into this other thing. Were then, you making videos a lot as a kid? I was making videos. I did. We had a video production class in my high school, which was great three cameras we had a studio you like learned how to do multi-cam producing and stuff like that that was Mm -hmm. very cool one Uh, thing that's funny about allison being here is is that her father was very much into recording everything that went on in his family's life and yeah i mean everything everything and i know from what i've been preparing that it seems like your involvement in video production now ben clearly could be looked at from what your father was doing Oh, in a yeah. very similar vein, 
recording absolutely everything that went on. So having a video camera in the house because of how much he used it probably helped lend itself to your interests. Oh, yeah. Well, my dad, uh, he sold VCRs wholesale in the 80s. What? Yeah. and My grandfather did that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I feel like my dad was like a very hip dude in the 80s. I would imagine him like dressing like Miami Vice. And like he Selling tells me VCRs. about how he would like... He was like, oh, I once made a million dollar deal on the beach, like yeah. on a payphone. And he was like real excited about that. He, yeah, you knew how to wheel and deal. Cool. Do you know the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas? Do you know that show? It's like the largest electronic show in the country. It was the thing in the 80s. Like if you were into electronics, you went to the CES show. And he, he's like, yeah, we had a booth and we had a Playboy model that like did stuff for us. We got our nails painted. I don't know. That was a big thing. That's awesome. I don't know. He was probably doing a lot of coke. I don't know. He was doing things. He was yeah. having a good time. My dad thought he was the most amazing professional photographer, but he was just taking a snapshot. So it would take like 10 minutes just to reorganize everything that he's doing. My dad just take the fucking picture and then he would take it. It was he still does that with his iPhone. Oh, okay. Like, it's it's just traveled on to a different medium. Yeah. Do you have siblings? I have one older sister. Would you say that you were more receptive to being recorded than your sister? No. We both hated it. I we mean, both, hated, both it equally. hated it. But yet there's so much footage of you that it was intended on having archived forever yeah. and ever and ever. That did not sit well with you at the time. My dad loved it. I hated it. But yet you performed all the time. So wouldn't you be yeah. expecting somebody to record it, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, it's funny. I've never really thought about it that way. But I think because I was just so annoyed at my dad getting in my business, you know? I, I don't want know a flip book like, of, of those photos of you being annoyed at your dad being in your business. I want a flip book. <laughs> <of that. laughs> there, there is a little foreshadowing. I realized that I, I did not bring upon the fact that uh, you were involved in the performing arts and what made you get involved in acting so early on. Mm. I mean, it's funny. It was always like spotty, like a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, a little bit when I was like a little tiny kid, uh, a little bit in college, a little bit now. So it's like it always like comes back. It like goes in and out. A little bit now. Funny thing you mentioned that because uh, you and I discovered later on. I mean, we've been neighbors now for what, like five or six years. Yeah, and a long time. only within like the last year did it get discovered that you and I have mutual experiences working in the musical improv world. Oh, yeah. Working, studying in musical oh. improv. Yeah, taking a lot of classes. Yep. A lot of singing. There is yeah. a clip that we'll be playing very shortly of Ben playing as the main role in Sleepy Hollow as Ichabod Crane. My Tell favorite me, role of all time. I that think. was your that only musical theater involvement? I mean, unless you count me, like, I, you know, I made a video on MTV where I'm a singing unicorn, but, like, in terms of musical theater... That definitely counts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. That's so that definitely, gets good. that count, that's, Thank you. they're equal. Okay. In my book, they're okay. like, they're leveling out. <laughs> <laughs> when you were involved in performing as a child, it seems like you were also very involved in music as well. You played guitar and piano, is that correct? Oh, yeah. I played guitar, played piano. I actually went to the New England Conservatory of Music Hi. during high school. Uh, they had a whole like prep program, I played a lot of jazz, really into Thelonious Monk. He was like really yeah. cool and out there. Did a lot of drugs. Mm. I didn't do any drugs in high school, but he did a lot of drugs. He did for his life. Your biggest inspirations were total drug addicts. Yeah, basically. I, I that, didn't even know it. Yeah, I, that's how I should sum it up. Usually, right? that's usually what happens. I think. No. When did you pick up an instrument, and which one was it? It was trumpet, fifth grade, and I thought it was such a cool instrument, and I was like, I'm gonna play that. And then I played it for one year, and that was it. 
And then I don't know. I thought I don't know why I thought piano was such a cool. Instrument. I feel like it was a thing then. Yeah. For some reason, like I don't know. I played a piano as a kid, and like my parents were always. I don't. I feel like just a lot of people. That's like the thing to do. But I yeah. like begged my parents to play piano. Oh. Like I feel like most kids are like they're they're like oh I gotta play the piano. Like they're like my mom made me do it. But I was like please I want a piano. It's <laughs> awesome. So I was like really really into it. Luckily, we had a living room, a beautiful pink living room. It was all pink. What? Designed by my mom. Uh, and then, yeah, there was like a baby grand piano that we eventually got. Yeah. It's like rickety old piano and it was fun to play. It seems like you were constantly practicing to the point where you became sort of a child prodigy. Whoa, that is a bold what? statement. Am I not the pillow fluffer? I'm you love you just The pillow just, fluffer? I feel so... I mean, I feel like that sounds very sexual. Are you at my house at night and you're like fluffing my pillow while I'm sleeping? We are pretty close. And you're very close. Fluffing is a we're, thing. We're only three Fluffing is now. a thing. I feel like a, a different kind of fluffing it I'm is. thinking of. <laughs> I'm thinking of a way different. When you say that, I'm thinking of a different genre of video production. I think I was very good as a kid. I did not think that at the time. I was very hard on myself. And I, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, I'm not good enough. But I was like taking classes at the New England Conservatory of Music. I was there every Saturday for all of high school. Awesome. So four years every Saturday. Every Saturday. I went into Boston. I felt really cool. I could be there by myself all day. Took theory classes. Yeah. Took like jazz classes on a jazz band. Hell yeah. Yeah. I was doing all the things. I mean, and then on top of that, I was in like a jam band also. Mm -hmm. And then I was in a a rap group. Which we'll also get to later. Yeah. Yeah. The rap stuff will have to come later because I'm definitely excited for that. Back to this Sleepy Hollow musical. What spurned you being in it and getting, one, the title role, and two, even being in it in the first place? Yeah. It seemed like it was a whole class that was doing it. Yeah. it was our. I mean, you know, it was like our typical class, fifth grade. We're going to do a performance. We're fifth gonna, grade. Fifth grade, yeah. We're going to do a little thing in the gym. We're going to have a great time. Now I'm remembering. I did like a couple other things when I was a kid. Oh, I was actually, this is a side story. I was scouted to try out for the movie Lassie for what? the role of Timmy. No. Yeah. When? For real. In like <laughs> fifth or sixth grade. It was at camp. I was Michael in Peter Pan. And this man felt like kind of pedophilic that he's yeah. like, hey, kid, you're great. You should try out for Lassie. So I tried out for Lassie. How was that? What was that process? It was like, great. Yeah. I like got called back. Oh my gosh! I was on the, he is a star. I was the top twenty-five. Like you're so humble. Look at you. Oh yeah, big, top, super top big. No, dude, that's freaking awesome. That's cool. It was a fun. Apparently, in this interview, they each asked one of these kids, like, "Why is your dog Lassie so great?" And they had all done like lots of study. Like they knew Lassie back and forth, so they were quoting episodes. Meanwhile, I just like walked in. Like I knew nothing about Lassie except for he, she was a talking dog. She's a talking dog, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Okay. A talk dog. Uh, I mean, she doesn't not, talk. And she just barks. And she you, barks. Yeah. But you know what she's saying. Yeah. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Yes. What? It's all like the water. Oh, oh no, girl. <laughs> Over there, Lassie? Okay. <laughs> they somehow understood her for some reason. Always. I just made up a bunch of shit. And I was just like, yeah, we're in a circus and she can juggle. And that was great. And then. <laughs> Then they all thought I was so cute, and so they brought me back. Then I hit puberty in between each interview. Wait, what? Oh. Yeah. Seriously? How? How much time was in between? Six months or a year. Oh, really? That you, much time? I think it was six months, maybe. I'm really intrigued why it took so long for them to call you back. Because <sighs> they just couldn't handle my interview. They're, well, They're too freaked out. Movies go through production hell all the same. I do find that really captivating. My God, fucking, you could have been a child star, dude. I could have been. Yeah, a, I could. Been. I could have been an alcoholic today. 
Uh, you know, like <laughs> I could have, <laughs> I could be dead right now if my dreams <laughs> had come had true. Come true. We got some clips prepared. We have a little bit of your piano playing abilities, which we will definitely be hearing throughout the show. Uh, right now, I want to get to this scene. It's the final scene of Sleepy Hollow. I just want to say I have not seen this or listened to this. 20 years, probably. Could you t- explain the story of Sleepy Hollow a little bit, a little more in depth? Okay, so Sleepy Hollow, for people at home, there is a... <laughs> it's funny, I'm like, do I remember this, this story? There's like a town that is haunted by uh, a headless horseman mm-hmm. who has a pumpkin as a head, a flaming pumpkin that he... I guess he throws the head at people and then kills them, mm-hmm. I think. Is that what happens? I think it's heaven. Then he regenerates more heads. Must, Is right? that what happens? I think so. Something it does, along those lines? He, I think he does throw it at them. He does. I mean, he kills them somehow. Yeah. And that's, I mean, otherwise he wouldn't be very scary if he doesn't, he's not maiming or killing someone. There's an amazing Disney cartoon. I think right. the Disney animated version. I've never watched it, but there was a thing on the Disney channel called DTV. And it was before people were making music videos with interspersed clips. When you go on YouTube and you'll find like fan made videos using other songs in the pop canon and Disney channel had this program where they just like interpolated disney cartoons and had it set to different songs in the pop canon they had these very different promos and bumpers for that program and one of them was like this really over dramatized cut scene of ichabod crane running through the dark woods trying to gallop away on his horse from the headless horseman okay. and the yep. music is like it's like super dramatic that's the same energy as my elementary school performance we're about to hear it that's it's the exact same energy that that scene i just described is about to be performed by a 10 year old ben berlin my best role my best role ever i think nailed it yeah Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> and scene. I love that that's like that's the crescendo. That's the end of the musical. The other thing that I just remembered is the kid who played the Headless Horseman. We gave him that role because nobody liked him and we didn't want him to have any lines. And it was oh, the only thing that had no lines. That's awful. <laughs> but we made him seem, we were like, it's really cool. It'd be really cool if you have or the Headless Horseman. I think the Headless Horseman is a really cool role. It is, it a, is a really cool role, but we gave it to him so he wouldn't speak in the entire sing, theater but, performance. But he sings, though. He, he does? He has a whole song. All right, so full, full disclosure. I love that you remember this. You know this <laughs> no, no, more no, than no, I know. No. Okay, like, oh, wow, really? Okay, look, I mean, it, the way it's supposed to be is, is that I had to screen this before, and yes. I had to edit had it to. and prepare it, and... I was looking for songs that might include you. A lot of the songs in this musical, which I didn't realize, first of all, that this was even a musical in the first place. On this show, we've discovered so many musicals. Like, there was a Civil War musical, evidently, and a Lewis and Clark musical one of our past guests did when he was a child. And it just seems like all these, you know, stories that are turned into musicals that are good for educational purposes. So clearly, that's what this was. And they have, from what I saw, allowed for the Headless Horseman to come up on there and make one scene before he comes in uh, in this scene with you. He sings a song being like, I am the headless horseman, but he has to sing to yeah. be there on the stage. As I showed you an image, just yeah. like, is this you? Or are, like, yeah, I wasn't sure. Was that a little girl that was doing all those lines? That's what I, when you first putting this on, I was like, is this a little girl that's being Ichabod Crane? Oh, this is me. Cool. That's no, pre-puberty. It, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was very convincing blood-curdling screams. Yeah, you did a really good job. Mm. You were acting. Yeah, I was scared a lot as a child, so I had a lot of practice. <laughs> good thing there you... you go. Wait, run that back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, actually, my house was haunted when I was growing up. What do you up. mean? Really? Like, this is... My house was haunted. There was two ghosts in my house. We, they started doing construction in my house. The stuff started happening. So, like, my dad would... The stuff. The stuff. Ooh. My dad would hear a ball, like, drop down the stairs, and then there would be no ball. And then my mom would go into the basement... And then she would occasionally find a storm window open. And at first, she'd be like, oh, someone's hot, whatever, no big deal. It would keep happening, like, over and over again. So then she decided, these storm windows don't need to be opened. Let's nail them all shut. So we nailed them all shut. And then one day in the middle of winter, and it was snowing, she heard a loud bang in the basement. She goes downstairs. All the windows are open. All of them? Every single one of them. That's crazy. They're open. And then it gets even creepier. Then there was another time that I was having friends over for kindergarten, like pre-K. And a little girl like comes crying from my room and said, there's a man in Ben's room. Can you do something about it? My mom goes upstairs. There's nobody in my room. There's nobody who represents an old person in my room that's an adult. She was the only adult in the house. And then she gets a phone call. It's a woman from high school. This woman says, Terry, I, am, I don't know if you remember me from high school. And she did. Uh, it's like, we have not talked since then, but I just want you to know I am a psychic now. And I've been getting messages from two ghosts that are living in your house. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> true. True story. They had not talked it, since high school. And she's like, there's a man and a boy. And my mom had like checked before to make sure that no one had died in the house. So apparently they were living in my attic. Which, whatever, that's like a typical trope of horror movies. She's like, what you need to do to get rid of them, you need to light a candle. And you have to talk to them and tell them to go towards the light and it's time for them to move on. So my mom did that. And then nothing happened after that. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. That's unbelievable. Yeah. 
That's 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 one of the best stories I've heard. I mean, I'm just trying to wrap my head around. You have not heard a lot of stories, then. I'm sorry. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you really are. You need to get out of the house. <laughs> you no, need no, to get out of the I house. Or best story gonna, ever. <laughs> I've never heard it, anything in it, screen. You or better get books. out of the house, or you're going to end up becoming the ghost for your apartment one day. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That'd be scary. Right. And oh, and then my mom also never told me that I lived in the attic because the entrance to the attic was in my closet. And I had nightmares throughout my childhood that were so bad I had to go to a psychologist. When when was that? that? I think it was because of the ghost. So wait, what, yeah. th- when did this all finally come to an end? Mm, like elementary school, but I think it was an inspiration for this. They cast you because you were the, you were like the legitimately real version <laughs> of Ichabod Crane. Yeah, you know a real ghost. Well, because like. Ichabod Crane's character, he's haunted. Like yeah, he's like, his he's, method acting. He, he's, <laughs> right? It's this method. He knows. Is that method acting? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, you, you, you were yeah. tapping into some real life experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was that good. It was that it was, good at acting. The acting was that good. Wow, that's impressive. I it, have heard a lot of stories. Just I'm not really a big, huge <laughs> believer in paranormal. <laughs> like, like, no, I'm cultured. I'm with it. Wait, you're from New Jersey. That's the freaking home of ghosts. Yeah, no, I've had a mm, lot. No of, I've had a, a good fair amount of ghost interactions, but it, that's like, I meant like. It's, it ended so nice. It was like very like wrapped in like your mother did a candle and like they she did the gentle yeah. love he with the ghost like it was her. a very nice full story like of year yeah. it felt like years happened. Apparently in Massachusetts, it is a law. This is totally random, but it is a law that if you buy a house and then you find it's haunted, you can give it back to the oh wow owner. yeah. Is there a grace period for that? Like, <laughs> it's like thirty. Sure. It's eleven law. It's like yeah. thirty days. Thirty days. <laughs> If it's haunted in 30 days, you can give it, bring it back. Money back guarantee. That's so insane. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will uh, dive into a little more of the world of Ben Berlin, the spooky world of Ben Berlin. <laughs> Lost and Rewound, Radio Free Brooklyn. Here with Allison Goodman and our oh, guest this week, Child Prodigy, <laughs> Child Prodigy, Ben Berlin, 
Turned, uh, a, turned a, alcoholic drug addict. Yeah, a, n- neighbor who is uh, lear- I'm learning so much from. I really am. He survived a house haunting, mm-hmm. and uh, he lived to tear to tear. Yes. Jimmy's missing a huge one this week. My God. Yeah, he's going to be pissed. He's Every time he misses a show, by the way, it's always one that he would do so well with. He went to school in Boston, so he would have some good rapport with you back and forth. Oh, yeah. He's, where, is he, is he, where is he from in Boston? He, he's not from Boston. He's from here, but he went to Emerson. Oh, he went to Emerson. Oh, good school. Yeah. I didn't know Jimmy went to Emerson. Oh, yeah. I, mm, I applied I to Emerson. I did not get in. I don't. Oh. I either got waitlisted or rejected. I can't yeah. remember. I applied oh. for... Well, I, you guys I, are not smart. Yeah, I'm just no. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just not. kidding. <laughs> I uh, wanted to go in for their theater program, and uh, I guess it wasn't going to happen. Mm. And it's okay. We were listening a little bit ago to the theatrical stylings of your fifth grade self, and mm-hmm. it seems like you didn't stick with acting at all, but you definitely did like performing. I feel like I always had terrible stage fright. I hated performing, but I liked it. was like a love-hate relationship. And yet, the track we just heard, you were at a piano recital in high school. So you clearly were continuing, right? You, you, oh, yeah. I mean, I had what, a lot of performances. Feel you were, the pain. How, you were, yeah, I just loved, I loved to whip myself. I just <laughs> love, like, oh, yeah, Challenge that was terrible. Yourself. Let's do that again. Yeah. yeah. You had, like, parted hair from the video that I saw when I was digitizing. Yeah. It, like, I loved good. grunge music. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't have parted hair at that time? Oh, I had parted hair up until I was probably um, 15 or so. The mushroom cut. Mm, that was about it. Yeah, the mushroom parted cut. Tyler Diaz had the mushroom I cut. That. Yeah, you were just like, I was really was into so smashing hot. pumpkins. <laughs> really into Weezer. Mm-hmm. So these are all, like, your musical influences yeah. back then. Oh, I was also really into Jamiroquai. Hell yeah. Time. Jamiroquai. Do you guys remember Jamiroquai? Of course I remember Jamiroquai. I got into them because I would carpool to school with this kid from Japan. He like got us into them like in the beginning. Like we knew them way before. Yeah. Ooh, baby. I love it a lot. Yeah. No, keep keep going. Hearts at zero gravity. Cosmic burn. I love that shit. Woo. Ah, ah, ah. My dad hated that album because he said the guy was trying to sound too much like Stevie Wonder. I was like, fuck you! <laughs> you don't even collect any Stevie Wonder. You can't tell me that. Yeah, you can't tell me what to do, Dad. Go back to your oldie station. Grants. No, oh, yeah. he wishes he was. No, I love you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes he was. <laughs> so you were playing piano in that. I don't know what the composition was, but you clearly were able to nip the stage fright in the bud and just go up there and do it anyway, whether it was guitar or it was piano uh, recital mm-hmm. of some sort. There is actually a clip that we were not playing on the show, which uh, is you playing guitar with someone else singing Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah. That was a acoustic night at my high school. Okay. Oh. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Acoustic night. No, it was just like, you know. It was like a coffee shop environment where it was like a, we had a black box theater and everyone would just play different songs. There's a video of you practicing it and then performing it. Cause, oh, because we were... Because your father was so into doing that. <laughs> I don't know if... He also is great slash terrible at narration. Sorry, Dad, if you're listening to this. He liked to say literally what you were seeing and that was, um, that was yeah. it. He'd be like, and there's a microphone and there's some head... <laughs> he's, you're wearing headphones and Alan is wearing headphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were talking into the microphone. Yes, that's what video's for, to watch the thing and get information. It's not a radio show. But at the same time, this helped influence who you are now as a sort of documentarian uh, in in some respects. You've done a little bit of documentary. 
I have done a little bit of documentary. The first documentary I did was on the Patriot Act. Oh, yeah? On the Patriot Act in college. Like, they had just done the Patriot Act. So, we like, I interviewed some lawyers. Went to University of Michigan. Talked to some lawyers, professors. I ended up going there with this woman from my college, and we stayed at her aunt's house. And the, we get there, and the first thing we encounter is a Wiccan ceremony that her aunt awesome. was doing. Apparently. What? What is it with you and the paranormal things just keep on following you? Ghosts follow hey, me. they do. Which is, which is, I don't know, Ichabod Crane. Yeah, we, we need to get uh, Cooper Wilhelm from Turn Off the Dark uh, on to talk to you about this. Mm, it's got yeah. Halloween's coming up, guys. This is a spooky show. You didn't even know. Well, again, this is October officially, so uh, Halloween month is in yeah. effect. Okay, we're, we're kind of going all over the place here. You, as we alluded to earlier, were involved in a rap group. Yeah, that is oh. true. We were called the ADD Connection because we all had ADD. How so, many people were involved in this group? Uh, there was like four to five people. Okay. Four to five. Four to five. Four to six. <laughs> Are we all, we're, we're all ADD in this room. This yeah. Is a, this yeah. is the ADD show. That's true. How did you know? What do you mean? We've never talked about that. Well, I guess because I, I was in. I guess I was in the ADD connection. <laughs> That's really obvious, Ben. Cool. And, and you're ADD um, as well. I'm Allison. ADD. I'm pretty dyslexic. It's funny because at the time I was the only person in the band that was not diagnosed with ADD. Yes, <laughs> that's interesting. That's even and then better. later I was like, oh yeah, that's, this checks out. I have ADD. You went to the psychologist and you're like, well, you see, I was in this rap group and it just got me to thinking. And, and it, it was. And it was. Well, I played her the songs first, and then she's like, yeah, you definitely. <laughs> so <laughs> these are terrible. I think it's a great uh, name yeah. for a rap group. Four to five people. Was it um, male and female or all male? All males. All white males. All right. All white, straight males. Loved BC Boys, The Roots, De La Soul. Our practices were all like very ADD. We basically like we would practice for 20 minutes and then we would go make nachos. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, we're in a that, band. That's the way the practices go. It's yeah. like we, we have 20 minutes of recording and then 20 minutes for nachos and then another 20 minutes for playing video games. And that's a good practice. Yeah, we, we're done. we nailed it. We <laughs> nailed it. See you next week for another hour of yeah. thrilling practice. No. Mm-hmm. Well, so how long did it take you to come up with first one? Okay, first one I think is literally called first one because it was the first thing I'd recorded on my new fancy mini uh, mini disc recorder, four track. What? Okay, cutting edge. I feel like people are listening to this, being like, I don't know what mini disc is. <laughs> What's tell, what tell, is mini disc? What is mini disc? This is a show about old audio and and media. Yeah, so. I guess mini disc is like if you were going to describe it, it's like a tiny CD in a case. That was better than a CD. And you could record on it. Why didn't they last? Because uh, of the internet. Because as soon as they came in, the internet came in and the Napster came in. And people were like, oh, yeah, you can use, the, you can use your computer they're, and just listen to anything. They're about as useful as DATs. They basically yeah. were just for storing data. They were all over the place at my college radio station. But that was about the extent of my involvement with any mini discs. Just uh, playing like promos or playing PSAs that uh, needed to be played on like once an hour or something. Yeah. Or like recording like Grateful Dead shows. I feel like I feel like I see. <laughs> Wait, is that was that a thing that you did? In my mind, that is. That's not. I didn't do it. But just in my brain, I think mini disc player recording dead shows. <laughs> I don't know why. Recording like Fish or Grateful Dead yeah. shows or like Straight Cheese Incident going to like jam band. Yeah. Shows. Some guys like in the corner with a mini No, that was it. Record. I don't know. I had a friend who's like very into that and he would go to all these really into jam bands. Oh, Medeski, Martin, and Wood, I think, can kind of be in that sure, genre. Sure, sure. There was always that guy that had the mini disc, you know, because that was the best recording you could do at the mm-hmm. time. 
So you were the gear guy. Of the five, you were the man with all of the equipment. I was the one with the equipment in the basement. That was that oh, was basically nice. I had a basement. We had a couch down there. We had uh we had a four track. I had a keyboard, I had a drum I had a drum set also, which I got from Hugh Auchincloss. Thank you, Hugh Auchincloss. What? Oh. That's an amazing name. Yeah, from the Auchincloss family, which is basically from the Kennedys, FYI. In- he was a Kennedy, essentially. Oh, interesting. Weird. Oh, and see? Weird I'm learning so much on this here. show. I don't know what that is, but. So first one was the very first ADD Connection song. Yeah. You haven't heard it. Nope. And Allison has not heard it. No. I love it. I keep listening. I listen to it every so often. I'm like, these are great. <laughs> these are ridiculous. These are a great time capsule of what a teenager who thinks they're like being really cool is doing. Let's hit it, bitch. Watch the lawnmower to get on to the prunk. The ran away is where I'm from. You see, every fly hole wants to get with me. Cause you can't spell daddy without ADD. When the hole gets stuck, the tub get hung. And I'm the MC to get the grizz hot stone with a PhD. Pippin' hose to green. Yes, I flow with a boom most definitely. Cause I'm the marauder who got what you daughter. Yo, what's the definition of the deficit disorder? Yeah, I think I'm done. Guess what? I'm just beginning. Got my boys at my side and my women in the lane. Yo, I'm rolling down the street. Biddy's in the caddy. I know she ain't my daughter, but she still calls me daddy. Just cause I'm short. Just cause I'm skinny. Doesn't mean we do Mac Man Flabby. And just cause I'm loco. Just cause I'm slow. Don't mean we don't pack slamming hoes. ADD with a new rendition. Telling y'all about the definition. ADD with a new rendition. Telling y'all about And I got fat face. Uh. Just cause I'm short, just cause I'm skinny, doesn't mean we don't get mad flies. And just cause I'm go, just cause I'm slow, don't mean we don't pack slamming hoes. ADD with a new rendition, telling y'all about the definition. ADD with a new rendition, telling your ass about the definition. Cause you need a big bucks to get the big bucks Or else you get bad thoughts of like a kick to the nuts She'll play you for your dough like a video game When you press the button you say yoga flame Just cause I'm short Yo just cause I'm skinny Doesn't mean we don't get mad fly baby Yo just cause I'm loco Just cause I'm slow Don't mean we don't pack slamming hoes ADD with a new rendition Telling yo ass about the definition ADD with a new rendition Telling you about the definition Right about now, it's time for me to split. Just remember the connection don't take no shit. Because you know we're in it for the pennies. Peace out, y'all, and sodomize you.
jamming, man. Mm. Feel it. What, like 98, 99? Yeah, 98, I think, probably. Interesting. Okay. What, sorry, there's a, there's live instrumentation. Uh, someone's playing bass and drum. Uh, yeah, there's two, there's two MCs, Pete and Jake, and they wrote everything. The recording was really funny, as I was saying. Like, there's, like, you'll notice at the end, like, the beat changes just because someone, like, dropped a drumstick. Or there's that whole part that's just, like, empty because like we were gonna fill that in later <laughs> i'm like nope never got around to that wait so wait then you were what What was your role in there then were you right i was like recording it um i think i played bass you played bass on that track on that track and maybe i played drums maybe okay but like i just like love the lyrics i think the lyrics are just ridiculous and I, fun i heard i heard a lot of pop culture shout outs true to form as an add kid like forgetting that you're actually recording at one point maybe Oh, yeah. No, I actually think it was not that we... I think it's like I couldn't figure out how to re-record something, so I just didn't. It was like, this is good. I was like, this is good enough. If we record this, we have to re-record everything or something. Yeah. I think I'd like bounce tracks from one to another or something <laughs> like that. Allison, did you ever record anything like that with uh, friends? Any like... Uh, Music? Old, yeah. No, I think like I'd like recorded skits that I'd write. Yeah, with some more digitized format. Yeah, friends. I actually would do it at Renaissance. My mom would drop me off at Renaissance fairs with my piano teacher and my sister and our friend Zange. And Good Zange. name, Zange. Zange. Mm. Z-A-X-A. Well, it's actually Alexandra. Uh, so oh, much, so. did she have dreads? Zange. No. Was she a vegan? No. No. <laughs> was anyone <laughs> I feel like I know, Zange. I know Zange. She always wear flowers in her hair. No. She might. Mm-mm. Maybe. And not at the time, though. Did Zange. she like... Like getting in cuddle puddles a lot. I don't think so. <laughs> mm-hmm. But maybe. Maybe I just wasn't invited. <laughs> we have another track as well to listen to. Oh, this one has the worst rapping. But it was great because I attempted to do sampling. This is where I got into like, ooh, I'm going to sample something. So I sampled the Mario Brothers, which like was very cutting edge in mm. 1998. Oh, yeah. No one was sampling video games at that time. Did you like create the beat or how did the beat get created? Oh, I just like put the microphone up to my video game. And then recorded it and then figure out how to loop it. Amazing. And that was it. it was real technical. You must have been so proud of yourself. I was, I was. I thought it was really cool. I think it It honestly, like, if you're really listening closely, uh, it doesn't really actually loop in a way that consistently holds the, the beat throughout the whole thing. I haven't heard this. She hasn't heard it. No. Let's see how successful you were with this. Coming over with Luigi through immigration. Mario arrived into our nation with a vision and a crescent wrench to set up an empire and find a double wedge. Set up operation as a plumber. Found himself a hoe and got himself a hoe. But couldn't get business looking like Uba Luba. Always being bothered by Big King Koopa. Mario in the barrio. Mario in the barrio. Mario in the barrio. Two plumbers getting loose as we take it to the dome. So have you ever been to the barrio home? Take it to the dome as our site my poem. Cause Mario knows how to bust it. And ADD leaves the suckers bust dust it. Well, welcome to the temple of the boom. You start to feel big when you eat in a shroom. And a girl like Peach is just my type, take it to the next level, hit from the pipe, jump a little Goomba, leaving him a morphin, the princess of the pop importance, when I warp us, get out your seat and join in a stadio, mushrooms and pipes are how we do it in the barrio, Mario in the barrio home, Mario in the barrio home, Mario in the barrio home, two clubs get loose as we take it to the dome. 
red flowers in his hand. He killed Bad Bowser because he was a tool. Rescued the princess Toadstool. She gave him a kiss and he said, that's fine. But now I gotta warp to level 9. Yeah, me and Mario are both alike because we will be warping with them pipes. Mario in the barrio, home. Mario in the barrio. I dig it, man. I dig mm. it. We were all taking Spanish at that time. And what better way to interpolate your involvement in Spanish class with your uh, otherwise non-educational uh, in- endeavors in video games? Yeah. Also, it's like a weird uh, mixed, I don't know what you call it, mixed metaphor. It's like we were talking about him being in the barrio, but like they're all Italian. You're, you're just kind of inadvertently casting a light on culture wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, say, it's a know, real, real gentrification thinker, a real thinker. The Italian going into the Puerto Rican uh, yeah. neighborhood, which also like Mario's not a a plumber anymore. I don't know if you guys know this. I did hear no? about this, but I'm what not happened? sure what the story behind this is. All I know is that he's not a plumber anymore. I, I mean, just read some headline and I was like, I mean, he was a. Plumber. I saw it on the internet. It must be true. He's been a plumber for a long enough time. Maybe he just had to retire yeah. after some point. Yeah, I think he just retired. <laughs> We're having fun here in the studio. Mario and the Barrio, and first one, uh, these are both indicative of your interest in collaborating with other people on otherwise, you know, just sort of joke music. Yeah. Your involvement was not even rapping. It was keyboard playing. Because the other one I'm playing, having a gill on keyboard, that was my big, that was my big part. Well, that next we'll one. definitely be playing that. We do want to listen to, at this time, a little more of your piano playing. This one is a video of you playing at your house. You're definitely like around high school age, but you don't have the parted hair anymore. You're wearing glasses and your hair is shorter. Mm. <laughs> I like we both did that. This way. Interesting. And, the plot thickens. And, and you're playing. We get vi- real excited about boring stuff. We're like, really? That's that's what we're here for. We're glasses here. We're, we're now. here. We're here. <laughs> Oh, your vision's impaired now. <laughs> Look, Ooh. you didn't watch the videos. I'm, I feel like I'm telling you this is your life. These are the things that I found. Yeah. Tell me more about it. I wish I like did more drugs so I had like an excuse why I don't remember any of them. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's okay. My sister has you a terrible know. memory, but uh, that's just because she does has, has a terrible memory. Yeah. I have to like jog her memory about a lot of things. But that's why you have people in your life yes. that are the orators, the, the yeah. people with the memories of a steel trap. I do not have that good of a memory either only because of little things that i remember i have visuals and i have these half-baked memories that just sort of come into play having video having sounds tremendously helps those yeah. those uh, memories to become a lot more full figured and you know, realized yeah you played this piano here coming up in a bit and uh, it seemed like you were a lot less worried about making a good impression you were just sort of fucking around just being like yep i'm doing my thing so you were very much in front of the camera totally hamming it up as opposed Ooh. to the first one Damn. before where you're doing it a little more clinically yeah wait this is is am i improvising maybe please i hope i am
Digging the improvised mm, keys. I liked it. That was a blues man. Yeah. So you seemed a lot more confident in that playing just because it wasn't so uh, stressful to be performing in front of who, who knows, hundreds of people as opposed yeah. to just in your living room. I guess so, yeah. I like loved, just like loved blues piano at that time. James mm. Booker. Have you guys ever heard James Booker? Not mm-hmm. familiar offhand. He's a amazing New Orleans jazz piano player. He actually taught Harry Connick Jr. how to play piano. How about that? Yeah, he was this guy that was like a local guy. I mean, he's, I mean, he's a legend, but he was always in and out of jail. The person that would get him out uh, was Harry Connick, <laughs> the lawyer. That's oh. awesome. And so they became friends, and then he would go over Harry Connick's house. And then, and then he'd his son, yeah. Little Harry Connick Jr., and to like kind of pay him back, he like gave his kid, <laughs> this kid, piano lessons. That's awesome. And yeah. You have so many facts. Hmm. Lots of facts. <laughs> and, but I don't remember anything about my own personal <laughs> history. Well, it certainly makes the case that your musical upbringing is probably one of the stronger elements to making you who you are today. I mean, yeah. Ooh, we're going to get like, let's get deep, deep. deep. Let's get deep. Man, I try my best. Okay. Let's I'm, get I'm deep I'm, into this. Well, okay. <laughs> I want to be real with you because uh, you, 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 and I, you, you and I share. Let's get deep into it. Let's get deep, deep I always wanted into it. Into I want to get real deep into you. Into it. Deep into it. I want to get now. real deep. <laughs> get deep. Uh, get, get deep. deep. Break down. Can you break down? <laughs> no. <sighs> so we're running out of time here, uh, but as we may have uh, definitely alluded to before, we will for sure end this show listening to a little bit more of your ADD connection. Um, I don't want to forget about anything that you may have to plug because you you must have things to plug. You have a website that is gorgeous, sir. Oh yeah, that's I mean that's just my personal. If you want to hire me as a video producer, oh, I have a website. That's fancy. Uh, BenJBerlin.com. You're also on Vimeo too, uh, and a lot of the videos that you have on your portfolio that can be found on your website can also be found on Vimeo as well. Correct? Yeah. Which is funny. I feel like I should clean that out because it also has like the most random videos on my random. You say just. I mean, it has like my the wedding video I did for my sister. Oh, it's got nice. like you know a lot of random. God stuff forbid you be there. at all like accessible and vulnerable to the world. <sighs> Don't even look at it. <laughs> Don't just even ever. look at it, guys. Actually, has my well, whatever. That's like a whole other tangent. I could go into tangents all the time. Good. If you're, good. if you're listening to us and you're enjoying what you're hearing, feel free to go over to radiofreebrooklyn.org/pledge and pledge any amount of money you want at all to keep Radio Free Brooklyn with financial ease alive and kicking into this fourth quarter and into 2018. Yeah. You could also go to radiofreebrooklyn.org/lar to contribute directly to the show. That's right. You could be a sponsor for Ooh, me and yeah. Allison and Jimmy Ooh. and guests like Ben <laughs> Berlin to make sure that our show is backed by such handsome and beautiful people like yourselves. Mm. Oh. Get real deep into it. Get real deep into it. Get real deep. Get deep. Our guest is so deep, <laughs> like the Grand Canyon. Our guest is really, really deep, super deep. <laughs> like down a deep, also. dark basement, all the way down, down the, the earth, Damn. Dead Sea, baby. So much <laughs> Dead Sea. 
<laughs> like the Dead Sea Scrolls. All the way down. Put Eric. it in the caves. Or in the I was ground. Say, oh. <laughs> uh, in the ground. Get it, get it real deep. Get it deep. Get deep. I could do that all day. That's one. Oh that's man. Great. We we have we we're, we're we're done we have, we're out of time we'll uh, close it out with Hava Nagila could you please explain a little bit about Hava Nagila or Hava Nagila we I mean is there anything you could you can't say about Hava Nagila it is gonna be what you hope it, it's gonna be I think every all hopes and dreams are welcome uh, true and we were also there's a lot of Jews it's a lot of yeah. Jews I wish we could talk about there's so many things referenced in it uh, for example at the very end talks about our friend Aaron sodomizing Jenny. Which was, there was a, sounds terrible. No, it sounds fun. But they had a great time. Apparently, like, that was the first people that we knew that had butt sex. Oh, butt sex. Yeah, I called it butt sex. Butt That's stuff. right. Butt stuff. And then it also goes out to Aaron, to Dave Zomer. Uh-huh. Who's just a friend of Shout us. Shout out to Dave That's Zomer. It. Yeah, it's like a lot of Jews. It's a lot of Jew stuff. Well, considering our episode of Recent Memory, a.k.a. the episode from last week, <laughs> considering how how Jewish our episode was last week, we're just continuing down this trajectory of heavish behavior. Allison Goodman here with mm. us this week, and the one and only Ben Verlin. Thank you. Also Jewish. Also Jewish. Oh. Uh, it depends who you ask, okay. actually. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another edition of Lost and Rewound. Thank you all very much, and enjoy the rest of your week. Mm. So uh, deep. So <laughs> deep. Get into so it. So deep. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this is Alon signing off for Lost and Rewound, Radio Free Brooklyn. Out to Dave Zomer. Let's hit it. Yeah, brochata. Do not you know I'm just a kind of guy if he owns me to fry because I never tell a lie. And when I do this fool with a mic in my hand, with some help from the rest of his ADD clan. Have you ever heard a carnivore up on the microphone? Said he's shown you ain't alone of you. Ain't never heard the tone is like a growl. Ow. Get out with a scowl, wanna suck an MC as he's going to the Cause it's aggressive, aggressive, so cause saying it's excessive. But I guess if you're gonna stick around, you get the best of all the lowdown lingo. I'm the funky gringo, punchy daily cheat guy, Lunas on the mingo. Estoy loco en cabeza, dinero en la mesa, la pesa, rompio cereza. Oye, I'm a joke, I'm a I'm going to say LaBoca, I don't know about Tony, who wants to play the Loka, and just like Mary Jane, who's stuck to the brain, ADD connected to the whole plane. Yo, all you Jewish hoes do the Havani deal. Throw your arms in the air so we can cop a feel. Whether what it's it? the whore, tour, we know you want some more. It's the Jewishness that I know you adore. Havani Kila, Havani Kila. Call your homies, notify your deal. Uh, uh, you say, hey there, baby, you're looking kinda fine You're on what you need, I'm a Jewish kinda guy I'm kosher, I drink Manischewitz wine I never pay for vice, cause you know it's a crime Yo, I'm a real man, I'm a mystetized You like my shit, cause it's circumcised At my circumcision, the boy I got scared Cause my piece so big, better be prepared Get ready for an all-day loop-de-loop Followed by a dinner, a massive ball soup Cause baby, I'll rub you with my rabbi Girl, I got your pen and All you Jewish hoes do the Havani Gil Throw your arms in the air so keep hop off feel Havani Gil, Havani Gil Call your homies to notify your deal
I understand that we don't care, we don't just say no, we're too busy saying yeah, cause I'm that freak coming back from the dead, you know I'll find you in your nightmares just like Fred, cause when I strap on the mojo, hold the left mojo, if I was a cop then I guess it'd be robo, I'm atrocious, call me carnival cause I'm ferocious, my rhyming is the dopest, they call me megadotus, I'm the doctor, I'm the mic, the free baller, I'm cold, and I'm a hairy motherfucker like Neanderthal, because I got a lot of hair but I don't got likes, if I was a spice girl, yo I'd be too bad spice. spice. Yo, so all you Jewish hoes do the Havana Gil Throw your arms in the air so we can cop off feel Whether it's the whore, tour, we know you want some more It's the Jewish, Jewish side, that. know you adore Havana Gil, Havana Gil Call your homies, notify your dealer Havana Gil, Havana Gil Call your homies, notify your dealer Depression Step to the Pharaoh Don't let the Nazis keep you down <laughs> That's what I said Even though Peter's a Jewish, he still has a spirit, yo Yeah I've been to a lot of Ahmed's Are you pregnant? No, I am definitely not pregnant. Okay, good. Good to know. Milan, yeah. do you, you have any children? <laughs> no, just dogs. Just dogs? Just a lot of furry babies. Okay. All right. That's good. We're learning. <laughs> I'm pregnant right now. Yeah. <laughs> right at you guys, this right moment. Before I came here, I You got pregnant! <laughs> Congratulations! You get a baby, and you get a baby, and you get a baby! But Oprah doesn't get a baby. No. No, 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 no babies never. for her. 